it's much more important to understand that it's not just that you win, it's how you win that matters. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Voices of Santa Clara podcast. I'm your host, Malachi Finn. I'm your host, Antonio Magallanes. And I'm Darius Johnson. And today we're super excited to talk about Networking 101. Uh, we know a lot of you guys uh, are curious on the process of looking for jobs or doing coffee chats. And we thought we'd take some time to walk through some tips that we've learned, some things that we think are best not to do, and just overall thoughts on our process networking. So to kick it off, um, I think I'll ask you guys just curious that's kind of give us what are some of the highlights or kind of tips you guys have overall for maybe your time networking or the processes that you guys have had that you could share with the pod to help them throughout their journeys. Yeah, for sure. So I remember I initiated my networking process freshman year of college. So I was actually doing this project about researching how the streaming industry um, has really revitalized the ways in which we monetize in different revenue streams. So one of the things that I did when I reached out and wanted to perform this research, I had contacted a couple of people on um, LinkedIn through messaging. And I reached out to a couple of Spotify people really interested to get their take on my research project and if they can provide me with any insight on how this actual monetization works. So I had literally just created a, a message saying, hi, my name is Malachi Finn. I'm a freshman at Santa Clara University working on this project. And I'm very interested to hear your insights and how you may be able to support um, the foundational stepping stone for this. And just things like that, so creating messages that allow them to get an idea of what it is that you actually would like them to help you with and who you are and how you can add value to them. So that was one of the ways in which I really initiated that process. Unfortunately, um, even after doing this, like I got a few responses back, but I didn't have a chance to, to have a coffee chat with any of these folks this freshman year. So, <laughs> so what happened with those? Really, I think the, the problem was um, he was like high up, like a VP or uh, he was pretty high up. So, but the, the reason why I brought up the, the, the story is because it like took that time to really put yourself out there and learn that people will respond. So from there, I started reaching out to much more folks, crafting my message to be more concise and illustrate what type of chat I would like to have in those 25 to 30 minutes. And I was able to reach out to people from HBO Max, Manscaped, YouTube, et cetera, and have these sit down conversations where I learned about their careers and ultimately provided me with insight on how I can go about applying for these types of companies. Yeah, um, I think kind of on that note, you kind of said it. I remember LinkedIn being a really big resource for me. Um, and something I did was look at people who had similar traits as me, whether it be like a Santa Clara University alum um, or were from the Los Angeles area. Um, and then just kind of look at people who were in really good high places and good good companies um, and kind of ask them about their experiences, just how they went. Um, and it was really just a cold email, a LinkedIn connection. Um, and most of the time, they're not going to get back to you. Um, but that one 20%, 1%, that's all you need. Um, and so having those coffee chats, having those kind of connections, and really, it's really just a interview about them, right? They pe These people love talking about themselves. They can go on a rant about themselves. Um, and so you kind of just ask them questions, really be, be curious and be a sponge to everything they're saying. Um, and for the most part, you know, whether or not they might not even be a university recruiter or anything like that, but they kind of show you the steps um, what they did and you can start mimicking from that. Definitely. Um, I think you guys both hit on like amazing tips, especially about like, how do you first start reaching out and then what happens when you get connect with people? Um, I think what I'll touch on is like, um, how do you begin the process of networking in general? And like, one thing I think is super helpful is networking, um, doesn't necessarily 
always need to start um, with you having to reach out to someone on LinkedIn or via email. Um, networking really starts, um, whether it's at your university, in clubs that you're in, getting involved on campus. Um, because a lot of people that you'll meet, whether it's through involvements, whether it's through clubs that you're in, whether it's through classes, usually are people who maybe have similar interests as you, maybe are going down similar career paths as you. Um, and usually you'll meet alumni as well who usually come back and kind of, kind of speak to their various clubs. So I think if right now you're thinking, hey, like, you know, where do I start? I'm not comfortable sending emails. I don't want to send LinkedIn messages just yet. The best way to start is look on campus, see where you can get involved. If you're a marketing major, right, try and, try and get involved with the marketing association. If you're a finance major, get involved with, with, with finance clubs. That's a really great way for you to just kind of experience, learn from like upperclassmen, learn from alumni, and then you can kick it off from there. And I think after you kind of get more comfortable being in those situations, you'll naturally have grown your network. And then you can start talking to people who are within those clubs one-on-one, and you never know who's in their network. Right. So the easiest way to you know, meet someone at a certain company is if there's a student at Santa Clara, for example, or if there's a, you know, an, an alum you meet and they say, hey, you know, I know so and so. A warm connection is a lot easier to get your foot in the door. Um, for example, I remember that I, I met a Santa Clara alum who's in the investment banking industry when they had come my first year. I talked to him and then he helped connect me to someone else. And then it just was like a chain reaction of people after that. Um, but eventually, I think they're right. You have to start using LinkedIn. You have to start doing cold emails. But at first, to get yourself comfortable, uh, you can get involved and kind of look for ways to meet people within your different involvements. Absolutely. And a follow-up I have for both of you is now that we talk about how there are some of the ways to actually land this um, informational interview and just getting to know these people through coffee chats, what are some of the questions or how do you go about preparing the topic line for your actual conversation? And once you finish that conversation, what are your next steps in actually maintaining this relationship over time? Yeah, um, I think what Derry said earlier was really good, like being comfortable in those situations. Because at first, I don't think do you guys remember being like just really good at networking, like coming out of college. You obviously have some practice, some molding to do right before mm-hmm. you can really just. Yeah, for sure. Really be in those good situations because networking can be kind of hard. Yeah. It's um like it's kind of awkward to be say you want these personal connections when in reality you really want something from the person. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So kind of going into those coffee chats, like you want to be very mindful of that. Right. Um. And know like what are the main things you want to get out. Um. But also not just seem like hey like I I just want I'm trying to use you for this this moment right. Um. So I think having at least a list of like maybe one or two things, um. Being whether it being what interview steps did you take or how, what res- resume tips would you have, things of that nature, um, are pretty pretty important before going to a coffee chat so you're not just like blindly asking like, hey, how do I get this job? So I think those are really important. And in terms of like following up, I think to again, make it seem genuine. And, and, and at some point it really should be genuine. Having a follow-up email, um, just really showing your appreciation and you know, they're taking time out of their day um, and most of the time they're going to be busy in the corporate America. So um, just showing the, that appreciation, showing that um, mindfulness can go a long way. Yeah, yeah. Those are definitely um, really great points, especially like the one about like you don't want to make it seem like it's tra- transactional because as you mentioned, like you want to really build good relationships with people. But it's really hard because obviously you have an agenda that you want to get out of this. Um, they probably did the same thing when they were going through college too. So like, you know, they're not new to, new to this, um, you know, either. I would probably say 
um, some tips that that I would have maybe on kind of during the process and post the process of like talking to someone. One, during the process, I would definitely focus on when you're reaching out, showing that you're a really interested college student. Um, you maybe heard the term like student card or you have like kind of a student uh, badge on you that kind of people see and they're more willing to kind of talk to you, which is definitely very useful. I would try to really kind of lean into that. You know, I'm a student. I just want to learn more. I'm, I'm interested. Don't lead them with like, hey, I need something from you. Or something from you. Just, hey, I just want to learn more. Because people are always happy, um, you know, as we mentioned, to kind of talk to you and kind of share the, their own experiences with you. So it's definitely kind of one um, highlight there. And then when it comes to actually talking in the conversation, I would always usually have questions prepped that maybe you couldn't find easily anywhere else, but that's unique to their experiences, right? For example, like you could find out like, oh, like how many, you know, people work at this company or like what's the internship deadline or process like, right? So maybe try to ask more concrete questions, you know, maybe like, you know, what's one highlight that you personally have that really makes this company, you know, send out to you during your time here? What about the culture makes this company super exciting to you? Uh, so trying to find those things that really kind of can help you learn more and deeper into their experiences. And lastly, to maintain over time, I would say um, some of the most helpful tools that, that I've had um, and this, this really just depends on the on the type of person you are and like if you are want to talk to a high value of people is maybe to try and keep track of, of who you've spoken with. Um, so, for example, let's say you've talked to five people in the past, you know, month or so, just trying to keep track in the next like three to six months. If it's someone that you really kind of clicked with, you know, follow up with them. It could be as, as, as easy as, hey, I've done X, Y and Z since we've talked. We'd love to kind of catch up, see how you've been doing or maybe you've seen their company in the news somewhere or like there's a big event that happened. So just trying to find unique ways to stay in touch with them really help you build a deeper connection, which then will lead to more value over time. For sure. And just to add on to that, I would say when I go into these informational interviews, one of the things that I think is very important for all of you listeners to know is that you should always conduct research on their LinkedIn profile to see what roles that they've held, what companies that they've worked at, and even the university that they went to, because then you can craft informed questions that it really illustrates that you've done your research and you care about the time that you're spending with this person, but also that you have targeted things that you would like to learn. So for example, I see that you used to work at YouTube for three years and you worked on the core of your marketing team. What are some of the projects that you worked on that really helped build your professional foundation? And it shows that you're interested to see the type of skill sets that enable them to succeed in this role. So really just performing research in that manner and just being specific about what you would like to learn from their experience and what roles interest you. And lastly, I would say um, second to what Darius mentioned about reaching out every three months, three to six months. I think that's a, a very um, calm cadence and it helps you really illustrate that you're interested in continuing the relationship, but it's not so overbearing, like reaching out every other week and things of that sort. So I would say like something like that to really illustrate that you're continuing your interest in them and the company. And therefore your name will be top of mind if you ever plan on applying to an internship or a full-time role at that company. So that is definitely uh, some tips that I think would be helpful for you in that instance. Yeah. And I know we talk a lot about the great things about networking, all the things that we did that were super helpful. But I'm sure all of us have had some missteps, things that we messed up on, things we wish that, that we didn't do. Or maybe we've seen other people do things that we wish, you know, they didn't do. So I'm curious, you know, what are some things that you guys think are some of the things that not not to do when you're trying to network, meet people, do informational interviews that maybe you've done or you've seen other people do that maybe have messed up, up along, along the way? For sure. Yeah, I can kick this off with this one. I would say some of the common mistakes. So the one mistake that I made um, my sophomore year when I was getting my first in uh, interviews for summer internships, I had the first company I interviewed with was Oracle. So first of all, I was not like, I don't know what about my resume led me to get into that, but I wasn't prepared. Um, it was okay, but, but anyways, I did the interview. It was all right, but I did not send a thank you email afterwards. Mm. 
Um, so that is something that I think you should always do. Not even if it's just an interview, but even just like for a coffee chat. I've had people come and ask me for coffee chats about my internship experience and they don't send me a thank you, you know, I'm like, okay, damn. <laughs> so just make yeah. sure that you're actually thanking these people for their time. And, and when you send this email, be specific about your, what you appreciate. Like, I appreciate you telling me about this project you worked on that was around so-and-so and blank, blank. Like it really illustrates that you were listening and that you asked these questions with intent. Um, and another thing that I would say is that when people come to the informational interview and they don't have mm. questions prepared, like that's big. it makes me feel like I have to lead yeah. the conversation, but you asked me for this time. That's, so that's big. when you ask for this time, you create the agenda, you lead it, right? Yeah. This is the time that you have to ask the questions that you like. So make sure that you come prepared and, and don't put it in their hands to shape uh, what it is that you like to learn. So I would say just take over in those instances and show what it is that you bring to the table and why you're so interested in this role or this company. Yeah, no, for sure. I think you hit that big point because that like, as the student using that student card, you should really be this curious, really like question heavy person. Right. Um, I think you hit two big points. So I think I'll add, um, I had this person on LinkedIn ask me for a coffee chat the other day and they asked me, oh, I'm only available Tuesdays at five. Can mm. you make it? And I was kind of like... <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of like, um, no, <laughs> and, uh, that was my first reaction, you know? And, and that kind of just, I remember when I was reaching out, I, I did all the work, right? right? Like I, even if I had class, Hey, I'm available this time, right. this time you know? exactly. and, and even if they said yes, like, Hey, okay, I'll zoom up. I'll set up the zoom meeting. I'll do this. I'll do A, B and C, right. um, making it easy for them, yeah. being curious of them. Um, and now I just, I kind of, that kind of reminds me of a lot of people who are doing it now. Might, they might lose that mindfulness that etiquette etiquette correct so um yeah i think that's that would be my biggest biggest point make yourself available at all times right yeah no, that's 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 crazy um definitely very common though i feel like i think like to summarize what you're saying like it's today of like this is a conversation where you should also be trying to find a way to add value because you're coming in here and you want to get value from somebody else mm -hmm. so coming in not prepared don't have questions down not sending thank you emails after or trying to make them work around your schedule is ridiculous because at this time it's like you want their time for something when they could be doing something totally different. So I just think the moral of kind of what has been said previously is, you know, this is a two way street, try as best as you can to add value. And the ways you do that is in the preparation, in the scheduling, and in the thank you emails. Um, because hopefully, right, these are folks that will give you really great value. Um, I think last thing that I'll say too is for networking, some pitfalls, some things that I did personally as well when I was starting, is trying to always aim for the top or the highest position within a certain company when reaching out to certain people. Like, for example, like, oh, like I'm going to reach out to a partner at a firm or a VP somewhere or like a manager somewhere. Um, I'm not going to talk about you, Spotify, but at least overall, because I know you reached out to a VP at first. Um, <laughs> but overall, I just think that like people, when you're trying to jump um, to, you know, higher roles, um, it's a lot tougher, right? Because these people, their schedules are kind of, you know, difficult to work around. Frankly, I mean, what are, I don't think they can even add as much value to you as someone who maybe is in the role you want to go into can. Um, and honestly, they might even have the time to even like give you really concrete advice or they don't, don't even want to like really refer you in the first place, right? So I, it, uh, it sounds great, but at the end of the day, I think the most value comes from the people who are in the role that you're currently going after that you can talk to and they can share exactly what the role is like. Because many times we think we want to do certain jobs, but networking isn't just a way to kind of get your foot in the door. It's also to learn, like, do I want to do this job or not? Mm -hmm. Like when I talk to somebody, like, are they actually passionate? Like, do they 
sound like this is the worst thing they ever did in their life and they hate, hate their job and it's ruined everything for them. Like that can give you good insight, right? Um, or like they love their job and the culture's great, right? So I think those are really important things um, that you want to, you know, look for and focus on. And some things that I did and I've seen a lot of, you know, other folks do. So try and focus on people that are maybe closer to you in terms of roles that can give you concrete advice um, on the role that you're going after. Absolutely. And one of my last questions I have for you both is, okay, so we've mentioned the different ways in which you go about setting up these coffee chats. And then we talked about what you would discuss in them and how you close them out um, eloquently. So what are some of the success stories that have come from your networking? Like how has networking benefited you throughout your college experience thus far? Yeah. Okay. I'll go first. Um, I'll say really sophomore year when I was really getting heavy into networking, um, I just wanted to know more Mm -hmm. about what specifically product marketing Um, and just different roles within marketing. Um, So I was cold emailing, connecting with all kinds of people from all kinds of companies. Um, Some that were in tech, some that were out of tech, um, just to see what what would happen. Um, And for the most part, um, a lot of those didn't get back to me. Um, And then I learned that, you know, for the most part, if you don't put yourself out there, then it's going to be hard to grow. So I think when I first had my first cold email, um, it didn't work out so well. I just, it felt very transactional. Um, but it was like, again, it was like my, one of my first. Um, and then I kept having a whole bunch lined up. And I learned by the like fifth one, you know, I'm pretty good at this. Yeah, or I, I was getting, I was getting the hang of it. Um, and, you know, again, preparing posts to do interviews, was doing all of that. Um, and then when it came to having a job, I was applying for this one position at Microsoft, which I'm at now. Mm. Um, and the person that emailed me or via LinkedIn um, was actually recommended by someone else who, from another recruiter from another company that I had code emailed with. Wow. Right. So that's that's not even a direct like code email, the person who I went to, but it was that connection, that networking that, you know, hey, like I, find, I found this person. I think they're a really good candidate. Right. You should probably email them. They're really into marketing, has a marketing experience. Yeah. Um, so that just kind of goes to show, like, if you don't, if you don't start it or put yourself out there even a little bit, um, you don't know what can happen. For sure. Yeah, that's, that's really, really good. Um, I would say a success story of networking. So I said my networking journey, I think, was really to kind of, it was really focused on getting the foot in the door for a lot of certain jobs. Um, so what came with that was talking to like a lot of different people at different firms. Um, for example, I think from the winter quarter of my first year uh, to when I got the offer for my sophomore year internship, um, I talked to about 100, I think 50 people mm-hmm. from that kind of eight month time frame. And I think the reason why I say that, I think it was maybe, although a lot of those were transactional, but um, a lot of those conversations were really helpful because I really was trying to figure out what path I wanted to go down. And I think, as I mentioned earlier, when you're trying to learn in determine like what's the best path for you, you to, to go down, the best thing to do is talking to other people who've done that before. So for me, I was in the journey of trying to like discover like what path do I want to kind of, you know, pursue. And I think once I had figured that out, I then was able to better tailor my networking conversations. Um, and I think networking has helped me get every single internship that, I, I, that, that I've got. I think it's the most important thing to do. Um, definitely just applying with your resume, no matter how good it is, um, definitely would have not had helped me re- reach that point. So I'd say definitely the people that I've met have really um, become extremely valuable and like opened many doors at these different firms. Um, but also it's helped me just determine like what even path should I go down in the first place? Because you can get told a lot of different things that 
maybe you know you see other folks doing it so it seems interesting but until you actually realize like what do i actually want to do um then you know it becomes a lot easier for you once you determine like here's the kind of north star and then now it comes so easy to kind of get to that point as mentioned with like you know product marketing for example um for me it was the investing industry like once that north star is there then it becomes so much easier to say okay let's work backwards now how do i actually get to that north star opposed to just like trying to continuously just network and network and like you know figure it out but it's like okay figure it out the north star and then find out how do i get there working backwards i think um, that's really helped me and it's definitely the most important thing that I did throughout my recruiting process. Networking. 100%. Yeah, both of those stories sound very beneficial and things that people can model and really try to replicate as they go into their networking journey. I would say for me, like having these networking sessions and these coffee chats was honestly one um, way that I really practiced for interviews, like internship mm-hmm. interviews. So this is what I did. I would set up these coffee chats with people that I'm interested in about learning their career, but also it's a conversation and they're going to be asking me questions as well. So how do I get into that mode of introducing myself to someone I've never met before that has a high position in a company or a position that I like to actual, actually um, fulfill at one point in my career and also just illustrate what it is, the type of value that I can bring to them. So like that is what's going to happen in an interview, but this is very low stakes because whether or not the conversation goes well, it's not going to inhibit my ability to actually get a role. So it was my practice that I would use for interviews to get more comfortable when I'm speaking to different professionals and to ask questions that illustrate my interest in their roles and also um, really highlight the different things that I can bring to the table. So that was the different ways in which I felt like um, networking was successful for me because it made me feel more comfortable in those settings that typically would seem intimidating if you haven't had as much hours put in in those certain um, environments. And lastly, I would say recently I've actually had an opportunity to connect with some of the people I worked with over the summer and through these networking sessions, just coffee chats, I actually um, had an opportunity to be in, in the running for an internship coming up soon and, and being able to speak with one of the founders and CEOs at this company. So um, it's very likely that I might end up getting this role, but that's primarily because I've had the opportunity to speak with different folks and see what uh, opportunities are available, putting myself out there and letting them know what it is that I'm looking for and allowing them to help facilitate and connect the doors for me. So I think just with networking and putting yourself out there, you'll be able to expose yourself to all types of opportunities that you didn't see before. So I would advise all of you to take some of these tips, apply it, and reach out to somebody you've been looking at on LinkedIn for a while and see if you can set up some time and really chat and, and see what it is about their career and position you'd like to learn more. So I was, I was curious before we go, what's one person you guys have talked to um, who you want to talk to again? You know, the question we have of like, who would you want to have dinner with? either someone who's here or not here anymore. Um, based on all the people that you've talked to, if you can name drop, who's the person you would want to talk to again and have dinner with now from your networking experiences, if one comes to mind? Yeah. Um, the I actually forgot his name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it must um, not be. No, but it was actually, it was like one of my first ever like networking networking interviews. And he was um, worked for Zoom. Mm. And he did like, just I think like event marketing, right? Not Not what I'm doing right now. But he kind of just made it seem like so fun, you know. He just he he really kind of opened my eyes to just corporate America of like, hey, like chill out. Because this was one of my first interviews, and I was really like, again, transactional. Not didn't really know how to, you know, show my value or like, you know, get what I want from an interview. And he kind of like just sent me down. He was like, hey, you know, I could tell you're you want it, you're gonna get it. Um, just like slow down, take take it easy. Um, and he 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 was like very similar to me. Was a minority first gen. Um, it kind of just like really made open my eyes to what being in corporate America could be. Mm, for sure. Uh, that's dope. And, and that's a great question. I would say um, Laramie Bishop, she's now the senior global influencer marketing manager at Manscaped. So 
when I initially reached out to her, she was an influencer marketing manager. So, I mean, I don't know what level that is, but it isn't like as high as it is <laughs> now, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and she was in that position at a growing company and I was like a freshman that had no experience and she still was willing to speak to me. And I had 30 minutes on the calendar and we ended up speaking for like an hour and a half. So, yep. um, and I've had several coffee chats with her since then. And she even congratulated me when I got my full-time offer and I congratulated her when she got her um, promotion. So she's just been someone who's been very kind to me and never made me feel like I couldn't reach out with any questions that I had, even though her specific position is, isn't exactly what I'm pursuing, but she provided me with insight on her career path and journey and how she facilitates project management and things of that sort. So I would say Laramie Bishop, she's a very kind person and that's somebody I would want to speak to again in probably like an in-person setting. Good shout out, good shout out. Um, person I would speak to necessarily in the same industry that I'm going down, but that was just a really great conversation. Let's speak to the CEO of a very large insurance company. Um, and it was really great because I'm not going into space, but it's a, it's a face of, a space I'm very like fascinated about. And I want to like learn more about how the business model works and um, you know, how it operates. So just learning from him again with like a different mindset I have now, that was like, a couple years ago, I would have a lot, I think more insightful questions that, you know, I, I would, I would want to ask. So, I'll probably be the one uh, for me to kind of just dive dive deeper into some things that I've been curious about for the past two years. But yeah, cool. Awesome. So um, thank you guys so much for listening uh, to, to, to the pod. Hopefully you guys gained a lot of valuable insights um, and we look forward to, you know, all of you guys, uh, you know, listening uh, again and good luck in all of your net networking journeys. This has been Voice of Santa Clara Podcast. See you guys next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.